Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Perry, and always pumped, always stoked to be in your eardrums, infiltrating your brain cells. Okay, today we're going to talk about a topic that has actually been highly requested. Now, I want to just preface that I don't teach this anywhere in my program, but it is something that I know a lot about, so I'm excited and happy to talk about it. We're going to talk about podcasting and should you start a podcast, how to know if you're ready to start a podcast, and what goes into actually having a podcast because it's a lot more work than you think, okay? Now, I love podcasting. Personally, it is my favorite way to create content. I've always been a fan of longer form content. I've gotten on the bandwagon with the short form content, the short form video and that sort of thing. It's easier, it takes less time, but I've really always been a fan of long form content, meaning that having the time and the space to actually go a little bit deeper on a topic. And I always love just kind of talking off the cuff. I really struggle in like produced video. Like I do my YouTube videos and those are scripted and they're great, but it's definitely not me at my best. I feel like I'm at my best when I'm just kind of riffing. I kind of have an outline that I'm following, but I'm really just allowing myself to talk and go maybe down a rabbit hole or a tangent if I want to. So that's why I really love podcasting. I really love audio. Personally, I am a huge consumer of podcasts. I listen to podcasts constantly. I listen to business podcasts. I listen to health podcasts. And this is a bit embarrassing. I listen to a whole lot of Bachelor recap podcasts. (laughs) So I love reality TV. I've always been a big fan of The Bachelor. I think I started watching The Bachelor in high school with Trista. If you're a Bachelor fan, you know who I'm talking about. She was the first Bachelorette. And I've really been watching it since then. And a few years ago, I discovered that some of the past contestants from The Bachelor had these recap podcasts where they'd kind of break down the episode and go into the psychology. And something I've really learned is I'm really obsessed with human behavior. And I think that's why I love marketing, because it's really just this experiment in human behavior and figuring out like what actually gets people to respond. And there's something about that I love. And so I think with The Bachelor and other reality TVs, like I just love watching the dynamics. And then I love hearing someone who maybe has experience in psychology or counseling or human behavior dynamics, that sort of thing. I love hearing them break it down and kind of like looking at it through a new lens. So a few years ago, I discovered these podcasts. And now I listen to these before I go to bed at night, which is really funny. But I have a bit of a busy mind. And so it really helps me to put in a podcast because it kind of distracts my brain. And then I fall asleep super quickly. And the thing I love about Bachelor Recap is it's light. I'm not really learning anything. It's not scary. It's not true crime. It's not like intricate. It's kind of interesting, but boring. And it literally just puts me to sleep. So anyways, my point being, I'm off on my rabbit hole. 
I love podcasts. I listen to it constantly. So I love making podcasts and I also love consuming it. I'm not a huge consumer of video content. Don't watch Instagram Reels. I'm not on TikTok. I don't really watch YouTube. I mean, I do love my Netflix and my reality TV, but really I love podcasting because it allows me to learn something on the go. It allows me to be entertained as I'm skiing, I'm on a walk, I'm driving, that sort of thing. So the cool thing about podcasting is it does help you reach a new audience that you may not be reaching through your social media. And what I mean by that is there are podcast people. Like I consider myself a podcast person. Like if you want to connect with me, the best way to get to me is through a podcast because I'm not going to be watching your Instagram content, not going to be following your YouTube channel, but I will listen to you on a podcast and for a very long time. I listen to really long podcasts. I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan. I listen to like four hour episodes. I listened to a four and a half episode from Andrew Huberman the other week. Obviously, I didn't listen to it all in one go, but I will commit to hanging out with someone for a very long time. And that's a really intimate experience. It's intimate because if you think about Instagram content, it's quick. People are consuming you in these really tiny little bite sizes. But on a podcast, people could be hanging out with you for a really long time. Like I know if you're subscribed to this podcast and you listen to my episodes that you're listening to me for anywhere from like 15 minutes to an hour. I mean, when else, what other context do I get your attention for that long? So it's very, very cool in that way. So it is a good way to reach a new audience. It's a great way to create long form content. And it's a really great tool for repurposing. So for example, all of my podcast episodes get repurposed into Pinterest pins. And from the transcript, I have someone create a 1000 word SEO friendly blog post. So technically I blog every week, but I'm actually not doing any of the writing because it just gets repurposed. And I love repurposing content because we put a lot of effort into our content. So if we're gonna make it, we might as well make it go a long way for us. But something to keep in mind about podcasting is it's decentralized. There's not just like one place where people go to listen to podcasts. It's not like if you want YouTube videos, you go to YouTube. It's not like that. It's like if you subscribe to a podcast, you can listen on Apple, you can listen on Spotify, you can listen on Stitcher, you can listen on Google Podcasts, you can listen on a website. So it's decentralized. And because of that, it doesn't build an audience on its own. So you can't just make a podcast, put it out there and expect people to find it you actually have to put a lot of legwork into promotion of it. So you can promote on your social media, although I find that's not the most effective way to market. You can run ads to it. You can be a guest on other people's podcasts, which as it turns out is probably one of the better ways to promote a podcast because when you're a guest on someone else's podcast, you are getting in front of the podcast people, the people who listen to podcasts. And if they dig you, they like your vibe, they're going to subscribe to your podcast. So the advantages are that you get in front of this new audience, you create a more intimate experience, you have people listening to your content for longer, which is all very cool. But the downside is you have to put a lot of work into promoting it. It's not really a platform on its own, okay? Now, when would you say that you're ready to start a podcast? So I think you can start a podcast at any point in your business, even if you're just starting out. But because of all the work involved, which we're gonna talk about in a second, you really should only do a podcast if you really want to do it, not because you think you should, because it's a lot of work. So if you just think you should, then you're going to be one of those people who starts a podcast, makes it to 17 episodes and gives up because it is a lot of work. So if you feel really excited about podcasting, if you think you're really going to love delivering content in that way, 
then go for it because I love it. It's really fun. I love to just sit down and talk on the mic and go through these long episodes with you. It's just so fun for me. Okay. So I think you really need to want to do it. Okay. But if you're in that category of people where you're like, no, I really want to start a podcast. I'm up for the work. I think it's super fun. Then this is what you're going to need. So first off, you're going to need a good mic. The good news is you don't have to pay a lot of money for a good mic. I personally use a Blue Yeti. There are lots of other options out there, but my Blue Yeti probably cost me less than $150. So pretty inexpensive mic. I've had it for over five years. It still works great. I love it. So a Blue Yeti is a really good one to use. Now, you may or may not need a decent camera if you want to do video podcasting. Now, I don't do video podcasting. I used to, but there's something about video that I find really distracting. And it was actually making me not like podcasting. When I stopped doing video podcasting and it's just me on audio and I do the same with guests, we just record on audio. I actually like it so much more because rather than being distracted by the camera, I'm like looking at myself, like, how do I look? Like, oh, where do I look myself? Like that whole thing that happens to me. I can literally just close my eyes and just like really get into the topic. And when I'm interviewing someone, I close my eyes and I just really hear them. It just helps me be a lot more present. So I actually enjoy podcasting a lot more when I'm not on video. Now, am I leaving a repurposing tool on the table? Yeah, because there's a great repurposing opportunity here, right? I could be taking clips from my video podcast and putting them on Instagram Reels, putting them on YouTube Shorts. Like there's all kinds of things I could be doing and I'm not doing them. So there is that, okay? So maybe I'll change my mind at some point, but right now I'm really just enjoying doing podcasts on audio, okay? The next thing you're gonna need is recording software, right? So you're gonna need a way to record. Now, I use a program called Camtasia. I don't recommend it. It's pretty expensive. I use it because I used to do all my own editing for my YouTube videos and my course. It's a bit more of a professional editing tool. So I don't recommend that. You can actually just record on Zoom or even QuickTime, like totally fine. Yes, there are better audio experiences out there, but we all know how to use Zoom at this point. So you can literally just record on Zoom, turn your camera off if you wanna just do audio and download that recording to your computer. Now, you are gonna, of course, have to edit it. We'll talk about that in just a second. Now, you're gonna need a podcast thumbnail. So that's that little square image. So it's totally square that shows up in the feed for the podcast and is basically kind of like the main image for your podcast. And so I would recommend doing a professional photo shoot, getting some good photos of you, and then hiring a graphic designer from a outsourcing platform. I like Upwork.com. That is my favorite. That's the one that I use and it would be pretty inexpensive for someone to do that. The other thing you could do is just use Canva and make it yourself. I'm pretty sure they'll have all kinds of templates you can use, okay? But you do want a good picture of yourself on front of the thumbnail. Next is podcast hosting. So essentially what that means is there's a platform that hosts your podcast and then they distribute it out to all the various platforms. Because remember, podcasting is decentralized. So there's one host, and then they're going to submit it to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Alexa. Like there's all these different podcasting apps and platforms, but you want one host. Now, I used to host on Anchor, anchor.fm. Again, I will link to that in the show notes, okay? And it's free, which is great about it. But I actually switched to Buzzsprout. And Buzzsprout is actually what I'm going to currently recommend. It's about $18 a month at the time of this recording. But the reason I use Buzzsprout is because you do get better analytics, but this is really cool. You get something called dynamic ad insertion, dynamic ad insertion. So you can literally 
create your own ads. Or if you get a sponsor for your podcast, you can do that as well. But you can imagine that at the time of this recording, it's the end of February. Okay. And let's say I want to promote an upcoming live event. Like say I have a webinar next week and I want to promote it on the podcast. Well, if you're listening to this podcast a year from now, me talking about that webinar from February 2023 is no longer going to be relevant anymore. So with dynamic ad insertion, you can create an ad and it will put it into every single one of your episodes. And I believe right now they have pre-roll and end roll, meaning that they'll put it in in front of every episode and they'll put it in behind every episode. So it's cool because that means if you go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast, the ad that is advertising next week's webinar will be there. And then I can delete it so that when that webinar is over, it'll pull that ad out of the episode. So how cool is that? I love this dynamic ad insertion. So that's why I use Buzzsprout. And I just think like you should always set yourself up for what you're going to need because we did have to move from Anchor to Buzzsprout, which was overall a pretty easy process, but it was a bit of a hassle. And so that's why I recommend Buzzsprout because you get that dynamic ad insertion. And that is so valuable because you're promoting all kinds of things. And let's say you even get a sponsor for a podcast. Typically, when you get a sponsor, it's not forever. You're just maybe creating an ad for a sponsor for maybe 90 days or maybe four weeks or whatever. And what you can do is put it in so it goes even into the old episodes. Because with podcasts, people go back and listen to your podcast from the start, or they at least scroll back like a few months or even up to a year to see old episodes. And so how great is it that they are getting advertised to something that is actually relevant and timely? Very cool. That's why I recommend Buzzsprout for hosting. Okay. Now, the next thing you're going to need is a website for show notes and hosting episodes. Because again, podcasting is decentralized. Like you don't get the best analytics, but you can actually track analytics from people clicking to your website. So not a big fan of websites, but I do think a website is necessary when you have a podcast. The good news is you can use any podcast or any website hosting tool. You can use Squarespace or Wix or WordPress, whatever. And it really only needs to be one page and it just needs to kind of list out your episodes and that's it. And so you will want to have show notes because I'm telling you all about these various platforms. And you're probably going to be like, oh, well, where can I find those platforms? And if you want to find those, you can just go to the show notes for this episode, which is going to be at kendraperry.net slash episode 163. That's kendraperry.net slash episode 163. You can also swipe up on this episode on your podcast app and grab the show notes there. Okay. So you do want a place to list show notes. The other great thing about doing this is that the blog post, you're repurposing your episode into a blog post that actually can become searchable. So that can optimize for SEO. And that can actually be a great way for people to actually find your podcast. You can also repurpose the episode into other things. But I really recommend getting it turned into a blog post because it's a really great way to repurpose. Now, should you do this yourself? No, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Okay. Now, the next thing you're going to need is some sort of editing tool because you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fuck up, and you're not going to want to start over. You're also going to have to add your intro onto the front, which we'll talk about the intro in the next step here. Okay. So the intro is the little thing with music that kind of introduces people to your show. So you're going to have to put that on to the beginning of your episode. Now, there are a lot of easy editing tools. iMovie is easy. That one is free. I don't know if you can get it on PCs, but it works on Mac. And what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to trim. Now, a quick tip that I can give you about editing. Every time I fuck up and I make a mistake, I clap really loud twice and then I count to 10. And so when you're looking at editing software, you'll see like the sound waves. And so what you'll see is a big spike in the sound wave and then a blank. 
And so what that tells me is that I fucked up there and I have to go in and trim that. Now, the good thing is when you're just editing audio, you're just trimming. You're not making anything crazy produce. So that's a pretty easy skill to develop. So you can do it yourself. But again, it's a lot of work. So keep that in mind. Personally, I have a producer. I use a company called podetize.com. And I will put that into the show notes. And I love Podetize because they edit my episode. They add on the intro. They also turn that podcast episode into the blog post. They create all the social media promotional graphics for the podcast and they upload it and schedule it. So I love that. So I use them. I think I pay somewhere around, I think it's 100 to $120 an episode. So I think I get a lot of good value for that. But obviously that is a bit of an investment of money. But if you're just hiring someone to just edit the show, then it's not going to be as bad. Okay. Next is your intro. So you want to create an intro for your show. And so the easiest way to do this is to record the intro. I recommend making it really short. I even think mine at this point is a bit long. If you can keep it to like 30 seconds or less, I think that's great. Long intros, I think just are boring. And I think you're going to lose people that way. Personally, people want to just get into it. But what you can do is just record you talking and then you can hire someone on upwork.com and get them to put some music behind it. And what you're looking for is royalty-free music. You cannot just use any music. That would be a copyright issue and you could get served. You could get yourself into some legal trouble. But what I did is I just recorded myself saying the thing that I wanted to say. I hired someone on Upwork and I told them, I'm looking for music that's like really empowering, really upbeat. I want it to make people feel like, yeah, like really fired up. And they gave me a few options. So they took the audio that I sent them and they put music behind it. They gave me a few options and I picked my favorite one. And that's how I got the intro for my show. Okay, easy, easy. Then finally, you're going to need podcast graphics to promote your podcast. And it's very easy to just make templates. You can always have the same templates every time. You can create one of those audiograms where there's a graphic and then there's audio playing in the back. Those are fine. Just keep in mind that those aren't a great way to promote your podcast. People are kind of really used to seeing those at this point. People on social media aren't necessarily going to exit a social media and go into your podcast, but I still think it's worth doing it. But you could just simply create templates on Canva and just use the same template every time and just updating the episode name and updating whatever. Okay. So you can definitely do that as well. And then, of course, you're going to need to schedule that out every week when your podcast goes out because. I think for a podcast to gain traction, I think you're going to at least want to do one episode per week. That's what I recommend. Personally, I batch my episodes. So today I'm actually recording three episodes all at once, and then those get scheduled out. So you can totally do that. That's how I like to do things. But I would say one per week. I wouldn't go more than that. You can go more than that. You can do two or three a week. Just clearly that's going to cost you a lot more money. It's going to take a lot more of your time. So just keep that in mind. Now, as you can see, there's quite a lot that goes into producing a podcast episode. You have to record it, you have to edit it, you have to upload it into your hosting platform and schedule it. You need to add show notes, you need to upload it to your website with the show notes, and you need to create promotional graphics for it. So it's a decent amount of work. So I really, really recommend having help with this. Like, I probably wouldn't do this on your own. When I had my first podcast, it was called the 360 Health Biz Podcast that I did with my friend Christine. This was my first podcast. And in the beginning, I was doing all the work. I was doing all the editing and the uploading. And it was taking me like about two to three hours for every episode. So it was a lot. And I was just so exhausted that I had to get someone else doing it 
really quickly because I just couldn't do it myself. So I really don't recommend doing this on your own, like two to three hours per episode. If you're dropping one episode every week, what's four times two is eight, four times three is 12. It's a lot of work. And the thing with podcasts is it's a long game. It's not something that's going to get traction quickly. It's something that builds over time. Again, you don't want to be putting all that work in for little return on investment. It's really not getting you any traction in the beginning. So I really do recommend hiring someone to do it. You can probably get someone pretty inexpensive, especially you can create the graphics, the templates, that sort of thing. You can create the process so someone can execute it pretty easily. But just keep that in mind. Expect to spend about two to three hours per episode if you're doing it yourself. So that is a lot of work. So I really only recommend doing that once you can actually hire someone. Okay. Now, what about interviews? Because you'll probably be asking, well, do I have to record all the episodes myself? What about interviews? Absolutely. You can actually have a show that's all interviews if that's what you like to do. Me personally, I typically do maybe like two to three solo episodes to one interview episode. I mean, definitely doing interviews can help you get more eyes on your podcast because you can have that person promote your podcast. But again, that's going to be more work because you're going to have to find guests for your podcast. You're going to have to schedule them. You're going to have to record with them. You're going to have to send them an email with their promotional graphics and their swipe copy. So basically copy template for them to send out to their list plus social media. So that is an extra step as well. Personally, I'm a bit antisocial, <laughs> a bit of an introvert. So I don't like recording with people that much, which is why I probably do less interviews than the average person. I actually prefer to do these solo episodes because I can just do them when I want. So how I do things is I actually only record with guests twice a year and I record with them all in a week. I open up like four days in my schedule in a week and usually two months in advance, we send an email out to all the people who have applied and we've approved or people who I've told I want to record with. And then I do it all in four days and then we schedule them out over the next several months. So that's how I like to do things, but you might like to do things differently. Okay, cool. So that's kind of everything that goes into building a podcast. All the resources that I mentioned in this episode, I will link to in the show notes. So you can swipe up on this episode in your app, or you can just go to kendraperry.net slash episode 163. It's kendraperry.net slash episode 163. And let me know if you love this episode, just give it a little screenshot, add it to your Instagram stories and tag me. Let me know what your biggest take home is. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast, I would love to know. And if you really want to support this show, if you love the free information that you get from this podcast, I would so appreciate if you could give me a five-star review on iTunes. And to do that, just go to ratethispodcast.com slash wealthy. That's ratethispodcast.com slash wealthy. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you next Monday, same time, same place where I help you become wealthy AF.